Hola, galanas. This is your host, Jaws Blake of the Painter Files podcast, as you well know. <laughs> uh, it's episode 122. Going to do some cool stuff tonight. We're going to talk about, I'm filming at nighttime this time, actually. I typically film during the day, but I was uh, super busy, so going to do it a, a special nighttime version. Enjoy. Quick check-in, just so everybody sees how the week's going. Um, it was a stressful week, I got to be honest with you. Um, I had kind of a hard time at first. Uh, I was really worried I wasn't going to be able to afford buying people, the people I love in my life, just nice little things for the holidays. And then I got very lucky and I sold some paintings and I did a few projects and it kind of remedied itself. I'm not really a praying type of person, but I felt I felt like something had my back in the universe and that made me feel really good. You know, sometimes that's all it is. Sometimes you're in a bad spot and you just have to look up at the sky, face the moon, <laughs> take a big take a big leap of faith at the stars. Also, uh remember to drink some water today. Very important. It's just, uh, it's been a funny, funny little week, honestly. I got those two, I got two of those three paintings for the art project with all the artists out. Uh, I'm still waiting on the third one. We had kind of a time conflict, so we couldn't meet up this Monday. But it's really exciting. I mean, it's some, some really great artwork. I'm really looking forward to see what they make. <laughs> feels weird saying, oh, yeah, no, I sent out some really great artwork. Huh? It sounds so weird and against how I am, but I really did like it, and I thought it was a good starting piece for them to get kind of moving on that. And it felt really nice to just work with other artists. I think I keep wanting to just have kind of like this, not a dynasty of artists, but like definitely like a collection of <laughs> A collection, a collection of artists just kind of making stuff and doing things. And I feel like this is going to be really great. Um, as the months go by and they start producing things with the pieces and then passing them on to other artists to then do more stuff with them and so on and so forth, like I expect to see some really amazing work. And I don't feel like I'm pressuring them because they're already great artists. So it's not as if I'm expecting some type of insane act of whatever from them so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be really cool honestly just a cool cool vibe a nice collective artist piece several in the world just making and doing so yeah the funny thing is because i do so much with shipping paintings and books and all this stuff my my uh packaging company that i use actually knows me by by fa by by uh i guess by goggle space because you know you're wearing a mask and you got the thing going so it's really just kind of like your eye the bridge of your nose your eyes your eyebrows your forehead and the rest of your you know but your mouth and your your actual nose are covered so it's kind of funny that they recognize me as you know mr blake and i'm just like oh that's that's old <laughs> But, you know, oh, well. But that's just funny to me that that's what happened today. Uh, I've been working a lot. 
been sending stuff out to the patrons. Uh, if you'd like to be part of the pen pal situ- the pen pal group, I have a five dollar group in my Patreon group that you're welcome to join, and we'll just write stuff back and forth to each other. Or no, 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 that's not the the five dollar is the secret sketchbook, which I share all my kind of interesting little art stuff that I do and uh, photography, which I'll get back to in a second. The ten dollar one is the one that we we write letters and do stuff like that, and I send little art pieces and stuff. So that's really fun. And then the twenty dollar one, hoo hoo hoo, is the one where you know we do a lot of uh, like Q and A stuff. So I'll respond oftentimes via video message or just really long. We have like really deep, long, beautiful conversations, and I'm just I'm just happy to have that opportunity to share such great space with such good thinkers. So, yeah. Um, As for the photography, yeah, I went on this really nice, I had to get new tires for my car. So I went into work early on a Saturday and I dropped my car off across the street at this place called Radial Tire in Silver Spring, Maryland. And they know me because I've worked on their bikes and it's just really cool. So they did all the work there, but I had a lot of time. I went into work like an hour early. So I dropped all my stuff off and then I went on like just a walk, a really pleasant walk. And I stopped by a local coffee shop and I took all these photos, these little kind of in-depth photos of my surroundings. And it was just so beautiful and so peaceful. And I had a nervousness about it, honestly, because, you know, there are places like Amart Arbery, where in Georgia, like where what happened to Amart Arbery, where they chased him down because he was a black man in their neighborhood, quote unquote, even though it was his neighborhood as well. And then they gunned him down and they shot him. And like, it doesn't have, it hasn't happened in Maryland, to my knowledge, not in my part of Maryland, anyways. Um, but I mean, it's a fear, you know. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of hate in the world, and sadly, racism hasn't gone anywhere. So. I I try to keep my eyes open. I try not to really. I used to walk around with like headphones on. I'd listen to like music and I'd take pictures and I get really immersed in it. But I just I don't feel comfortable turning my back completely on everything. So Saturday was like my big outing again with uh you know because COVID and all these things I haven't really felt so much as good doing all that stuff. But I'm I'm getting better. I'm working up my confidence. I'm really going and I, I feel really happy about it and I got such great great photos I'm so happy if you'd like to see them you can go to my website uh, jawsblakeblog.com and I've taken a bunch of them I think there were like 15 or 20 of them so they're all up yeah and it was just nice there's those little moments where you kind of just let yourself be <laughs> excuse me inspired and you let that kind of show I think the funny part about a lot of it was I've tried to get away from taking pictures with my phone and just using my cameras because I have, I don't know, a ton of cameras. <laughs> and I really just want to, you know, do more with them. I got to develop a bunch of film and I got to take a bunch of digital stuff and everything like that. And I feel really happy about it. So, yeah. And also, I know I keep saying and also, and also, um, 
I used to just take pictures as reference stuff for paintings. And then I just realized, like, I just enjoy taking photos of things sometimes. And sometimes just that enjoyment is more than enough. So even if you're not a painter or an illustrator or anything of that, maybe you're a musician, maybe you like to cook, maybe you like to clean, maybe you like to read books or whatever, maybe you like to listen to podcasts like this one. Um you don't have to do anything for I said this to my TikTok people. Uh you don't have to do something as an audience to, for an audience. Sometimes you can just do stuff just to be doing it. It is not required that you meet all these these check marks and hit all these boxes and do all this other stuff. I think I said that backwards. Um benchmarks that's the word um yeah it's just it's really important to just enjoy yourself and enjoy all of it like whether you get to have all these other things go on in your life that are done for views or clicks or likes or whatever like those are great and i understand the purpose behind them i have so many things that I'm I'm a part of as far as those go, but you do have to remember to just kind of make stuff sometimes just because you enjoy making it. Like, it's not about anything else. And I know this isn't relatable for everybody because not everybody does all this stuff. But in my life and in my lifetime, I have made a lot of art in a lot of different ways. And sometimes the hardest thing I ever learned as far as that goes was just to enjoy it again and not base anything else on any other requirements than to just enjoy them. So enjoy things, please. Another water check. Please drink some more. That's right, I drink right into the microphone. Mmm. <laughs> So, a check-in about Alec and the cats and my family and all these things because it's been an interesting thing that you guys have been asking about for a little while. Um, I found out one of my cousins died of COVID after she had a baby. That's really sad. And I found out one of my other cousins, his baby died of brain cancer after five months. And that's really sad. But beyond that... If, you, if I can get past all those things, in a sentence, um, my mom's good. My dad's good. Alex's doing okay. She's making lots of artwork. It's really beautiful. Uh, if you get a chance, check her out. Blazy Blake on everything. <laughs> She's better than me on that. I'm, I'm Painter Files and Jaws Blake and Joara Blake and all these things on so many things. Um, the cats are fine. They're goofy. Tom's been uh, wrestling my foot a lot. He'll walk up to me, and then he just he does like a, a, a lay on the ground, push off against the off against the wall, grab on my foot, and then spin himself upwards backwards where his legs his back legs are on my shin, and he's squeezing my ankle and my foot with his little front paws as he digs all of the claws in. And then he bites. He does a little head wiggle bite as he bites into my foot because. 
He's a cat. That's what cats do. Mochi's funny. Mochi has been much more friendly uh, since the dog passed. Uh, they had a bit of a beef, I guess. And I guess now that that is gone because the dog passed away, she feels a little more comfortable. And I'm I'm happy, very, very happy that she feels comfortable and she's so loving. But it makes me sad that I didn't realize they had such problems. But, you know, animals do that. They hide their conflicts sometimes. They're not always outwardly disliking. <laughs> Humans are funny. We'll, we'll go up to a stranger. We'll go up in front of strangers, look at each other and say, fuck you, you know, and then that. Just how that goes, honestly. It's a lot. It's all a lot <laughs> to watch and see these things as they go. But everybody else, I believe, is doing okay. I've talked to some friends, some family who are friends, some friends who are family. And and there is a difference. <laughs> For those who don't know, there is a difference. Um, yeah, and it's just... It's it's good to see people striving with all this going on. So I'm happy to just say that everybody's okay. My plants are doing well, man. I was worried about my my uh, peace lily. It was looking a little wilted, so I took him out of his corner, his, his shelf corner, and put him in front of the window, gave him a bunch of water put him in front of the window and he perked all the way back up. So I guess he wasn't getting enough light where I put him, but I have to put him there because the cats are demons and they will try and chew his little petals off because they're monsters. Um, yeah. And I put my, my, uh, what are they? Air plants in these little wall hangers that Alec gave me a couple years ago. So they're really pretty right there and they don't need much of anything. So that's kind of nice. The aloe plant is dead. I could not keep it alive. I am sorry to the plant gods. Gaia, I failed you, and I'm sorry. I will do better next time. I think it was just a plant that I was not equipped to keep alive. Uh, sometimes that happens. You get plants, and they're just... Some of them are dying when you get them, honestly. It's kind of the weird thing. I think a lot of people don't realize. Like, Not all the plants that you get are in good condition when you when you get them. So the cactuses are fine because they're cactuses and they don't give a fuck about anything. So it's a it's a chill, beautiful type of situation, and I I love it. So all is well, all is good. Painter, 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 painter. I just want to say thank you to my illustrious and wonderful sponsor, Yasumoto Inc. They are. Just, they're incredible. They're one of the better brands that I've ever really worked with as far as inks and stuff. They're super supportive. They're wonderful people. They're based out of California. They've been around for quite a time now, over 50 years, I believe. And you should check them out. They got great inks. They got great brushes. They got great people. They got great paints, paper, all those things. All the great, great and wonderful things that you would really look for in there. And uh, yeah, you know. You can go to them, and if you get a chance to say who sent you, tell them I sent you there. Uh, that's Yasumoto.com. And, sorry, Yasutomi. <laughs> it's spelled Yasumoto, but it's pronounced Yasutomi. It's uh, Y Yasutomo. That's Y-A-S. 
U-T-O-M-O.com. All right. Go check them out. They are wonderful. I keep having the dream. Oh. This is a segment called I Dream of Dead Mice. <laughs> I forgot to say that when I started going on about it. Um, I have a special t-shirt that I made just for Yasutomo, just for, um, from Yasutomo Inc. Um, about I Dream of Dead Mice, uh, the part of it. So please go ahead and check that out at my online store. Uh, I get stickers. I really like the stickers. I'm probably going to get rid of the shirts. I don't like the shirts as much as I like the stickers. So yeah, pick up a sticker. It's really cool. It helps a podcast. It's a very inexpensive, small, wonderful thing to do. And I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so my dream was I keep dreaming about crocodiles. It's kind of maddening a little. And in the process, I keep trying to draw the dream. And I can't quite hit it just yet. So I've drawn like several dozen sketches of it. And I'm just not quite there yet. But the dream. Let's go into the dream. So I'm, I'm sitting in this pool chair. Like a pool deck chair. It's like one of those wooden ones that has the slats. I'm sitting on it, and I'm just kind of looking up at the sun. And I'm not a sunbather. I never have been, obviously. I mean, it doesn't really do anything for me, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, I'm a Latino kid. Uh, I'm brown already, so I don't, I don't need to suntan. I don't really think anybody does, but never mind. That's, that is a different, t that's a different tangent. We're not going to go into that. Um, but yeah, so I'm on the, uh, I'm on the chair and I'm just kind of sitting there and I notice the handles of the chair are a little kind of bumpy. So I look back and down and I'm, I'm laying on top of this giant crocodile and we're in the water. But it's not just the water. The water is a universe all around me. And you just see kind of like the tail, the body, the top of the body, and then the head. And I'm just kind of laid back on it, naked for some reason. And it's just... I, I, can, I can feel the alligator, the crocodile, like humming. Like that kind of sound that they make, almost like a didgeridoo. Um, it's an Australian uh, indigenous musical instrument. Just Google it. You'll figure it out. Um, and as that's going, at first I mean to say something. I open my mouth and all I can go is with my mouth. And we're just kind of making the sound together as the universe is around us. And I can't roll off because I'll fall into the universe. But I'm also, it's a part of me as much as I'm a part of it. And we're kind of melting into each other. And it's just kind of very interesting. I, I think what it means is 
I'm I'm spending so much time working on this painting that it's becoming more kind of connected to to me on a on a deeper level which a lot of times I make paintings and like I get connected to them but I don't feel like they are a part of me I don't often do a lot of self-portraits if you know me but maybe this is when I need to make another self-portrait I've been I've been dreaming about being in a bathtub full of, full of like paint and abstract and all these things and I think I'm I think this is going to be very like therapeutic when I finish this painting and this is my last sheet of paper on my giant rolls that I won from an art uh, award there's three huge sheets three huge rolls and I've gone through all of them uh, which is really cool and now I have other rolls and stuff like that that I use but it's still strange I think I think I'm I think I'm afraid to use the paper, use the last bit of paper, kind of like the way I was afraid to roll off of the alligator. Because then, I don't know. I think there's a fear of the finite aspect of things. That I will be making art and I'm going to run out of supplies and stuff like that. Which I'm not, but... It's always been kind of a fear. There's a fear oftentimes when you grow up uh, without a lot that what you have you don't want to run completely out of because you don't know if you'll have more of it. So you you hoard the last bit of it the best you can. It's silly, but I mean it's reality also though to be afraid. think in a lot of ways like art is kind of art is therapeutic but it's also terrifying you make this great work and you do all these things and you plan on doing more but in the process to not have enough to continue making things which was an issue I had when I was in DC when my father had a stroke I came via plane and I couldn't bring any paints with me or any canvases I brought my brushes and I brought like markers and pens and stuff like that and paper but I didn't have a way to really put anything down and I couldn't at the time get any of them to take me to an art store to get more stuff and I remember just feeling very trapped and I guess the word claustrophobic in a way because I had all this great stuff that I wanted to do and by the time I got back to Charlotte I couldn't I just didn't feel it anymore and so I had all these paintings that were going to be great paintings and they they never happened a lot of times in my life if I've waited too long with an art idea it just doesn't come into fruition like the feeling leaves me I guess that's my fear that the feeling will leave me if I run out of things
Scarcity. That's a word. I don't know. What did you dream about last week? That's the homework assignment. What big dream did you have that stuck with you, that made you think of all these things? Well, that, and there's another one coming up later. Uh, you can write me at painterfilespodcast at gmail.com about the dreams. Just uh, put in the subject matter, my dreams. <laughs> and you can tell me all about it. It'll be great. We can have a conversation. It'll be fun. I remember this one time in art school. It was Christmas time. And I had just broke up with this girl who I'd been dating for a really long time. It was not a great relationship. Um, but we dated for a really, really long time. And... It was my first Christmas I had ever spent without her in like five years. And we were just, you know, we we weren't really, we had really good times together and then we didn't have good times together. There was this whole aspect of, I remember taking like art classes and like figure drawing and she was really insecure and couldn't handle the fact that I was in classes doing figure drawing. Like something about that made her uncomfortable. And I think it was just she couldn't relate. She couldn't understand it. And so we dated off and on for five years. And eventually we just kind of just broke up casually. And it was uh, it was no good, honestly. It was no good. And it was I was very depressed. And so it's Christmas time. I've done an art show. It went really well. Uh, I sold all the paintings. And... It was a couple months later. I'm back here, there, <laughs> in Charlotte, at my mom's. And I've painted this gigantic painting that was really kind of strong and haunting at the same time for me. It, is like the, it was like the beast that was looking at me. And I didn't know what to do beyond that. So I went to this bar on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, Christmas night, Christmas night. And when I went to the bar on Christmas night, I found myself just kind of sitting there, having a drink, probably a straight whiskey or vodka or something of that nature. It was dramatic. And I was sitting there, and a friend I knew who was an artist came up to me, and we talked for a little bit. And I just didn't know where my next step was going to be. So I just sat there quietly, kind of looking off at a distance. And the bartender was like, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just, it's, been a, it's been a long year. He goes, all right, well, that's cool. Um, tell me if you need anything. I'm like, okay. And I'm just kind of looking out into the sky because I have this big bay window. And I wasn't sure what my next step would be. I think the weird thing about being on holiday from art school at my mom's was it was just me. Everybody else had moved away. All the kids I knew didn't live anywhere. All the kids I grew up with didn't live. Their parents had moved away. So I was the only person who was really left in the area. And 
I was trying to really get a grasp on what my next step would be. And it started coming together soon after was the weird part. The next semester, I took a bunch of crafts classes, which I didn't think I would do because uh, I didn't want to make any 3D artworks or anything of that nature. Um, I remember they had us walk around the parking lot and around the campus and grab five found small objects. And we grabbed a bunch of rocks and sticks and stuff and can, like can tops and bottle caps and stuff like that. And we brought them to the place. They told us to make a sculpture. So we made a sculpture. We had to stand him up and do all these things. And then we had to draw those things. And then we had to take pictures of those things. And then we had to make another one and make another one and make another one <laughs> and then switch with other people and all these things. And it was, it was probably the most frustrating kind of project because it felt like so off kilter and insane and out of any type of direction of any sort but now that I think about it it was probably just to get us to all know each other to interact to make friends and I did I made friends with some really cool people while I was there uh, I'm not in touch with any of those people anymore they've all moved on and grown old and done etc much like myself but I'll never forget that project actually it was simple, and it was kind of dumb, but it was probably the first real moment of me feeling like I was really reacting to my own work again. It woke me up. More water, please. Hope you're drinking water with me. Just drinking water with ice in it. Nothing special. Nothing too crazy. Normally I throw some mint in there, maybe some lavender, something of that nature. Didn't feel like it today. Felt like going oh traditional, you know. So I've been getting a bunch of reactions to the meditation, which is really sweet and honestly just just warms my heart. The cockles and the subcockles. Um, so I thought you should write me at painterfilespodcast.com, not dot com, at gmail.com, um, painterfilespodcast at gmail.com, and send me some of your favorite meditations, even if it's links to meditations, even if it's all those things, because I really enjoy these, these little kind of back and forths we go. And I also would say, if you would like to send me a meditation, if you'd like to do a meditation uh, and record yourself, obviously, uh, with a microphone, because <laughs> a video wouldn't really work in this situation, um, describing the meditation, you could be featured on the podcast. You could be the meditation person for the week. And I think that'll be fun. Uh, I am going to have some special guests throughout the year coming up in 2022 um that will be doing meditations with us some you know some you don't surprise 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 so uh yeah that too shall come so 
I want you to find a nice, comfortable spot, something you can really kind of fix yourself in. We're going to work on our breathing. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Now, I've been having a bit of a hard problem with the deep breath thing in because, like, this time of year I'm kind of congested. So I have to do, like, little kind of, like, rinse my nasal out and take those uh, hauls and stuff like that and drink effervescent things. But we're going to try anyways. Another breath in. Another breath out. So I want you to visualize yourself holding an ice cream cone. Now in that ice cream cone, there's not ice cream. There are these, these rocks, a sculpture of rocks, if you will, standing one on the other. And you're you're, you're moving in the ways that you move back and forth, trying not to drop these. But the key is, the very simple key is, it doesn't matter. No matter how much you move, these rocks, this weight that's on you moves with you. That's how stress works. You stack all these things on your sides and then you try and quick shot around them. But they are a part of you. So you have to learn to let them go. You don't need all these things. Turn them just back into the energy that they are. They just melt like ice cream in a cone. They melt away and blow away with the wind. The wind is your, is your ally. You've been trying to fight the wind this whole time because you think you're going to drop these things. And you need them so that you have a full cone. What you don't get is they're all a part of you. All of it. Just blow them off one by one. There goes one. There goes another. There goes one. There goes another. And all you have now is your cone. Your cone is just a cup. You fill it with things. And you're not meant to keep them full all the time. I get holding on to things sometimes to get you past things. But the idea is 
you are so much stronger whether or not you have them or not. They do not define your strength. A strong person, whether they are holding a boulder on their shoulder or not, is still a strong person. You don't need to prove anything to yourself or anyone else that you're able and capable of doing things. They feel like motivators, but they are they are they are stones you put on your back to make you feel like you can balance better. But the balance was with you all along. <laughs> I hate that I hate that so much. Uh, don't worry. It was inside you all along. It's like, yeah, here you jerks. Um, no. Just be nice to yourself. I love you. I think you're great. You're doing it. Whatever way you're getting through things, via COVID, via jobs, via sleep, via anything, relationships, etc. Like, I believe in you. It all it all kind of comes together eventually. And stressing yourself out is not going to make it go faster. It's just making it go at the speed it was already going. You're just making yourself carry a bunch of stuff along the way. I love you, Galaris. All right. So that's the end of the episode. I hope you had fun. I hope you found peace. I hope you found tranquility. Uh, If you get a chance, please like and subscribe and leave a comment on all the major places you find just this podcast. Every little bit helps. I appreciate it. You guys have... My my wonderful Galeras, you have made this podcast grow exponentially, and I appreciate that so much. Um, I put YouTube videos up sometimes about art stuff on Patreon, bleh, on the Painter Files YouTube channel. Uh, you can also find me on pretty much everywhere else as uh, Jawara Blake, J-A-W-A-R-A space B-L-A-K-E. Like lake, but with a bleh at the end of it. Um, I will see you next week. I hope this finds you well. And as always, be nice to yourselves. Painter out. Ciao. Goodbye.